passive income is like a golden goose. It keeps laying that golden egg week after week after week. I'm George Markoski and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. Hello, hello. Hi, George Murkowski and Harley Dyson coming to you live here at the Australian Property Hi. Chat. Hello, everyone, and welcome. We've got an amazing show for you tonight. Now, if you're watching live, please type in hashtag live. And obviously, the replay, if you watch the replay, I like to keep an eye on you and make sure you're watching. So type in hashtag replay. I am watching. Now, if you're on YouTube or our podcast, hello and welcome. Now, today we've got Hayley Dyson. And it's very exciting because Hayley Dice is a qualified financial planner. She's been doing this for over 11 years and she knows her stuff. Hayley and I have been working together for a while, which is really cool. And uh, we're going to be talking about stuff. But also, I'm going to be telling you two surefire ways you can make a million dollars out of the Olympics, which is exciting. And um, so a few things. Who's been watching the Olympics, by the way? Type in hashtag Olympics. I'm just curious um, because I've been, I've been uh, watching Olympics. Now, how good is Emma... McCowan, is that, how you, is that how you pronounce her name, Emma McCowan? If she were a country, she'd be number 13 in the Tokyo Games at the at the moment with all the medals she's won. Amazing. She's really kicked ass. That's amazing, yeah. I know. I know. We've got to be proud of Australia. I mean, let's face it. Someone says, hi, Hayley, welcome. If you look at your chat, you can press chat on there, Hayley. Now, Hayley, oh, have, cool, you, yeah. have you shared this to your Facebook? Have you done that? Or I forgot about it. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Great. So um, now, interesting, the NAB just went in the news recently and they say that price growth for property in 2021 is going to be 19%. Wow. Yep. So everyone's excited to see Haley here, which is pretty good. Great. No one's excited to see me yet, but that's okay. I'll let them off. <laughs> now, look, guys, let's face it. What we are, we're freedom fighters and you guys are freedom fighters there. So welcome. And uh Hi, Mario. How are you? Welcome. So I want to talk about the RBA. The RBA recently kept their cash rate at 0.1%, right? And I don't know if you heard last month, they let us know they're planning to slow down the pace from $5 yes. billion a week to $4 billion a week. I mean, like we'd even notice. <laughs> like, but, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but with the current lockdowns, they might actually um, speed it up again. So I don't, know, yeah, I don't know if you guys have been glued to the Olympics, but I have. Yeah, I can't get enough, you know what I mean? But most people have to make a choice, you know. Is it Olympics feast or do you have to work to make money? And, you know, I've been fortunate with my real estate investing that I can take time off whenever I feel like it and watch the Olympics and do a bit of a binge every now and again, like for now. But uh, it's been fun. So um, how are we going to make a million dollars out of the Olympics? I'll tell you the first way, if you want to hear that. Yep. Um, if you want to get a million dollars out of the Olympics, you want to make a million dollars, actually a million dollars US actually, funny enough, all you're going to do is be really good at something in the Olympics, move to Singapore and win a gold medal. Because Singapore pays every single person that gets a gold medal one million US. Wow. Yep. And Indonesia, second highest, 746,000 US. And That's, then yeah. That's insane. Cool. Pretty cool. I mean, imagine you're Very in Bali, you know, you get $100 a week and suddenly you make 746000 That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. USA gives you 50000 US per medal. Okay, that's not as good. 
not as good. Australia gives you 20,000 Australian <laughs> and only for the first medal and then zero for every other medal. Wow, that's not very good. <laughs> I know, but we're still kicking ass. Obviously, it's not always yeah. just about money, I suppose. No. Yep. So, wow, one million US, exactly. Um, I'm at dinner with my single bubble as I've been alone for six weeks. So watching it on my iPhone. We'll be popping in and out depending on when the food comes. Okay, thank you for replying. That's You're welcome. Thank you for watching on your iPhone. Yes. I'm good at sleeping. Does that count? I don't know if they had a sleep before they made me. You know, I wish I was good at sleeping. I've actually been trying to hack my sleep lately. And I've even bought myself yep. a little headband and I've got myself a little aura ring. And what I've been doing lately, I've been doing cold showers. So Showers? Yes. So I do a three-minute cold shower every day just to um, – Yeah. <laughs> Look. That doesn't sound pleasant, George. How are you going with it? Look, to start with, it's not very comfortable. And I can imagine if I had a camera, my face wouldn't mm -hmm. be very pleasant. But now, actually, I don't mind it. It's fine. Easy. You see, it's sort of like the thing is, it's a it's like getting uncomfortable doing things that are uncomfortable. Because you why does why is cold shower mm. uncomfortable? Because you're not used to it. But once you get used to something, it's uncomfortable. And that's like getting out of your comfort zone with anything in life, really. And even property investing, when I bought my first property investment, I was scared and it was worrying. But now, you know, I buy them like the back of my hand. It doesn't matter, you know? Yes. Yeah. So the good part is, guys, we've got a qualified financial planner here. And she's going to talk to us about how to protect yourself and what you need to do and stuff like that. So if anyone's got any questions, start typing them in so you can get in early because there's awesome. going to be a great session. It's going to be awesome. And, um, you know, I was going to I was gonna start off and say, you know, how did you get involved in financial planning? Why did you get involved in financial planning? Uh, it sounds very cliche, but I got involved in financial planning because I wanted to help people because there's so many people out there that don't know much about their finances. They don't know about their superannuation. They don't know about strategies, about um, preparing for investing and retiring and things like that. So it's mainly just to help people. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And you know what? And what I like about, you know, what you do, oh, someone else does ocean swimming. Yep, that's awesome. That's excellent. What I, what I like that's about excellent. what you do is help people. I mean, because I really think that the best income is passive income, PI. Mm -hmm. And I, I call this thing called the passive income equation. Yes. And what that is, is you want your PI to be larger than your EI. So PI is passive income, larger than your earned income. What you work yes. for. Because when you work for money, you're going to swap time for dollars. And obviously, as you improve your skills, you get more per hour. But even if you're an amazing brain surgeon, you still have to be there and be at your best. And like, you can't, you know, have a big night out and be on call and be a brain surgeon. It's not going to happen. Mm. Because imagine, no. you know, stuff like that. So even if you're really qualified, I mean, one, to become a brain surgeon, how many years of study is there? A lot of years, a lot of time. Mm. And then yes, you yes. still have to put time in to get paid. However, that's earned income. But passive income is income you make whether you're asleep or you're awake. It doesn't matter. You know? Yes. And I always think you want your PI to be larger than the EI. Now, there's one easy way of doing it is reduce your EI and then your PI will be bigger, right? But that's, that's a stupid way of doing it, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, But I really think that people watching today if you haven't replaced your income through property, that should be your number one goal. Because once yeah, you do that, it's a great choose, way to work. 
it's, a, it's an amazing goal because once you do that, then your whole world changes. Absolutely, yes. My yes. goal of positive property. Excellent. Very good. Yes. And look, I, you know, when I, when I first started, you know, I was doing a lot of EI, but, you know, if I had a choice between making $1,000 um, earned income and $100 passive, I'd rather get the passive. Yeah. The, reason being, the reason being is passive income is like a golden goose. It keeps laying that golden egg week after week after week. Where in earned yes. income, you actually got to keep going out there week after week after week. And if you love what you do, it doesn't matter. It's fine. And that's good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So if you love what you do and you get earned income, that's great. However, what happens if you have an accident or something happens? And then. Yes, that's all right. That's, that's, yeah, that's what I help with ideally. So. Funny enough, yes, exactly. And what happens then? So even if you love what you do, you're still going to protect yourself. And, yes, you know, we've yes. got the three quadrants we've got strategy, growth, and cash flow. And part of strategy is protecting your empire. And yes. Haley is actually part of our circle of safety. And what she does, she looks after our clients and makes sure that makes sure makes sure that they're safe. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, someone said you need some EI to increase your PI. Yes, you do. You certainly do. And look, the key is the more EI you can earn, the more um, earned income you can create per hour, the faster you can invest in property and create more of that passive income and get where you need to be. Yes. Right. Okay, Mario said, this is my number one goal. Awesome, mate. Mario, good on you, mate. That's excellent. Um, how do you place active intelligence, active income, not artificial intelligence, PI? Well, there's only one way to do it, and that is through active income, e, e, um, yep, is through investing in property, investing in assets. But um, the one thing is, how do you protect your EI, your earned income? Because you're at the moment... Unless you've got passive income, earned income is everything you've got. You need that to survive, to buy food, to live in a capital society, to live and everything else like that. So how do we protect that? So, Hayley, what do we do here? So when we're looking at protecting our income, we, what I like to set up for my clients then is income protection. Obviously, it does what it, what it sounds like. So income protection pays 75% of your income plus super if you're injured or ill and you can't go to work. Yeah, give us an example. Like, um, what what do you mean by that? Like, so, you know. Uh, so, an example would be, um, it could be something short term, like you break your leg. So you you know your your leg is up in a splint. You had to have surgery, something like that. So you're going to be off work for you know three or four months. That could yep. be a short term issue. At three or four months, you're not going to get paid out by your boss for four months, are you? That's right. Well, yes. In most cases, not everybody has that much sick leave. So with income protection, you have to be off work for a, a waiting period. I like to set it up where possible so the waiting period is 30 days, which means you have to be off work for longer than 30 days to make a claim. And then the claim continues, if, if it's set up correctly, it continues until you return to work or until you reach the end of the payment period. So a lot of, um, a lot of default cover that's offered through superannuation is two or five years. I like to have it set up where possible so it covers you until age 65. So if exactly. it was long-term that kept you away from work forever or for a very long time, you've still got income coming in. So you can still help, you can achieve your goals essentially. Absolutely. And look, I mean, you know, you know, those, you've got to mitigate those little risks because, you know, I really think protecting your empire, if you work hard to, um, 
you know, get your job or get earned income and get your house and get your investment properties, you really want to protect yourself. And look, That's right. I, know, I know from firsthand because I, I, I've always had income protection yes. and um, I really believe in it. And it came in very handy because I, I was running a marketing business and I was on holiday in Thailand with, um, I think she was my girlfriend at the time or fiance, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, with my girlfriend. <laughs> and uh, yes. we were in, uh, we were in um, Koh Samui and we're diving in Koh Samui. And what happened was she wasn't very confident and I was checking out diving gear and there was pretty dodgy diving gear. So I found the best one for her that was really easy to use and put it on her. And by the time I put the stuff on her, everyone else got all the equipment. I got the last dodgy bit left over. I should have wow. I should have grabbed two of them instead, but I was really more concerned about her than myself. Yeah. So anyway, I stuck with this regulator that wasn't really working that well. But anyway, I thought I'll be fine. I've, I'm pretty confident. Anyway, we're, we're 20 something meters down below the water. Everything's cool. And then suddenly I'm like, nothing. No air, no nothing. Uh, worst nightmare. And I'm like, okay, I remember training for this. What do I do? And I like check my regulator. There's air in the regulator. Mm-hmm. Tank, but nothing's coming out. So I'm telling the instructor, like, you have to go like this, right? I'll kill you if you don't help me. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, like you're going to like, like this and you're going to say, look, I'm out of air, help me. So anyway, so we grabbed him and we did emergency ascent. And my girlfriend at the time grabbed hold of me as well. She thought, you're going, I'm going, right? So yes, we went up. that's fair. <laughs> and because we went up pretty quickly, I ended up with barotrauma. Barotrauma right. is where your ear, um, the inner ear, the, the little drum gets traumatized. And because of barotrauma, yeah. you, can't, you can't fly. So I couldn't fly and it was painful, but after a few drinks, it was fine. So anyway, luckily I had income protection and travel insurance, which covered Great. everything for me. So I was totally covered and she went back and I was in Coastal Move for six weeks. And um, wow. what, I did, what I did is I negotiated an upgrade and got this amazing cabana right on the beachfront for next to nothing. And, um, and the thing is, I didn't have to worry because I was getting paid – 75% of my money and while I was older, having a good time. So here I am. Um, I couldn't fly, but I could still do everything else. I was cruising around this motorbike, having a ball and getting paid to do it. That's the dream, George. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had a lot of fun. And then I came back and the insurance company said, oh, well, trauma doesn't stop you from working. And I said, well, it does if I'm stuck overseas. Yeah, <laughs> At the it time, stops you from it, working. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. And so they paid it out in the end, which is great. And um, so I can say I was very fortunate. And if it wasn't for that, it would have been stressful. Mm. So I could have had six weeks of stress going, I've got no money. My business is, you know, doing this and I'm here. But instead, six weeks of fun and relaxation because I was covered and short. Yes. And that's the beauty. It is. The idea behind it is that you can focus on your health and well-being and getting better from the injury or illness that stopped you from working without having to stress about paying your bills. Yeah, exactly. And I really, I really think when you're starting out, you got to cover every risk possible. I really yes. think you just insure everything, you know, make sure you get landlord insurance, get house insurance, income protection, life insurance, you name it, get everything. Absolutely. Right? Then once you've got enough houses, it's different. You know, I've got so many properties that that's my superannuation, it's my insurance, it's everything for me. But yes. until I got here, I really wanted to protect everything as much yes. as I could yes. because that's very important, you know. So I think um, 
and and the thing is, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, someone said all those deadlifts saved you, George. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I'm, I'm going back into my deadlifts tomorrow, guys. By the way, I've I've had two weeks off. I had a, I had a really bad neck and sore back, and I can't wait to train tomorrow, eleven thirty. It's going to be very exciting. So let's have a look look at some of these questions. Yeah. Okay, what are the best investment opportunities to build a deposit for a house? I have 50000 I want to get 80000 within two years. Okay, I'll leave that to the financial planner. By the way, guys, I'm not a qualified financial planner. Haley is. So there you go. Um, at the moment, a lot of my clients are investing in managed funds because they're offering a much better return than what is in the bank. Because obviously at the bank, at the moment, the interest rates are so low, they're offering very little. Um, I had a client who invested $15,000 into a managed fund back in March and we checked it the other day and it's made about 8% in between March and August. So she's very happy. And that was a, a medium risk one as well. So she's actually saving for a deposit for a house. So she was absolutely stoked. Yep. So, and a lot, of, a lot of our members actually go to you to do that and get yes, a deposit. Right. And it's worked. And look, and that's a really good way to do it. You know what I mean? Because I think um, at the end of the day, look, if you got me money in the bank, I've calculated the numbers. It's going to take around 83 years to double your money. Yeah. Now, don't know about you, but I probably need to get cryogenically frozen to come back and get my money. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So what's the smallest amount of deposits that someone used to start property investing and has been successful? Look, we've had people with zero deposit become successful because they've done a JV or they got their parents' guarantor or they sold a few toys. And, it, you know, I'm, you know, a lot of times I say to people, look, especially there's a lot of young guys out there that want to single them out. You know, there's a lot of young guys that are truck drivers or FIFO or tradies. Yeah, yeah. Because they make good money. They buy jet skis. They buy cars. They buy boats. They buy toys. toys yeah. Right? Yeah. And you know what? And I'm saying, look, guys, forget the toys. Invest in property and use your passive income to get toys, not your active income. You know, you've worked too hard for your active income to waste on toys. Now, and a lot of people go, well, George, you've got a convertible Porsche. You've got your own toy. Well, guess what? I'm making an announcement today. I'm selling my Porsche. No, you're not. I'm selling my Porsche, and I'm, what I'm going to do with the money, I'm going to invest it in the property. Okay. I'm doing an experiment. I'm going to sell the Porsche, buy a property, and I reckon by the time, in a year's time, the property's going to go up enough where I can just use the equity to get a Porsche and have a property at the same time. That's a really good strategy, isn't it? And, and I don't need to do it, but, you know, I want to prove it to these guys out there that it's okay to sell your toys. Get over it. And even if I don't need to, I'm going to do it to set a good example for everyone. Good That's idea. <laughs> okay. Do you increase your daily income protection from, from default? Do you increase your daily income? Yes. Most of the time the default cover isn't isn't actually what you earn. So what I look at is, you know, if you're on $100,000 a year, say, um, I add on super, so we insure you for $110,000 and that's 75% of that. Um, so generally the income protection that is offered default through superannuation is only one or $2,000 a month, which is for most people, not very much. And it's also taxable as well. So if you're getting $2,000 a month and you're paying tax on it, that's less than $500 a week of income coming in. So that's generally, for most people, well below their general cost of living. And look, this is the good news, guys. Even though income protection is taxable, if you've got depreciation, you can actually reduce that income protection tax 
through depreciation. Isn't that right? Yes. Yeah, yes. which is pretty cool. Now, I've got a user that said, income protection saved my life. It covered me when I was off work for 80 months. Wow. That's a great, yeah, great outcome. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. And look, insurance is one of those things that you never want to use, but you want to have it there in case you need it. You know? Yes. It, um, yeah, it's funny because um, insurance, I don't know if you know when insurance started in history. Um, honestly, no. Yeah, so the Venetians. I know that right? you have experience with insurance. You tell, you tell the story. Tell me. Yeah. Okay, so the Venetians actually, um, one, of the, one of the societies that started um, insurance and stocks, because what they used to do is they used to get boats and go to the East Indies and get spices and things and bring mm-hmm. them back. Unfortunately, though, it was dangerous. And a lot of times you get a pirate, you get attacked by pirates, or you could crash your ship and stuff like that. And normally what they found is one out of ten, mm-hmm. one out of ten boats would, wouldn't make it back. Yeah, so, right. So if you're a That's merchant, pretty, yeah. if you're a merchant and you bought a boat, you know, you've got a chance your boat's not going to come back, which is pretty bad. So what they used to do is they get ten merchants together. Mm. And you send a boat each and you share the risk. And if one gets lost, you only lose 10% instead of 100%. Yeah. And that was the first insurance. I did not know that very Yeah. You know me, I'm a bit of a history and buff, so, you know. Yes. No, I love that. Thanks for sharing that, George. Does it cover you if you lose your job due to COVID? Unfortunately, no. So the income no. protection that you have through your super or outside super, um, does not cover you for redundancy or losing a job. It covers you only for injury or illness. Well, it does only apply to injuries, yeah. It applies to injuries. So so it depends on your job. So, for example, if you work in an office um, and you break your leg, you can't really get income protection because you can still work, correct? It depends. If you have a – basically the kind of rule is if you have a doctor's certificate saying that you can't go to work, then we can claim on your income protection. Yeah, yeah. So if you're a, if you're a tradie and you break your leg, you can't go to work. That's right. And I guess uh, in the office environment, it depends on the severity of your injuries because if you're in lots of pain and, you know, if you're able to go to work, that's fantastic. But if you're not, then you can actually stay home and focus on getting better instead of having to worry about going into work. So. Okay. So here's an interesting question. When should you someone get life insurance or not get life insurance? That's a good question. It depends on the individual situation. So I had a client recently who we, he had no debt. We worked out that um, he had no children, he had no dependency, he had no, no family. So we decided at the time he doesn't really need life insurance because if something happens to him, there's nothing required for his estate to that needs to be paid. But um, so generally that's kind of an isolated case that does not happen very often. So most people, if you are in a relationship, if you have debt, if you have children, if you if there's something that if you weren't around financially, you would want to do for the people around you, then you need life insurance. Yep, absolutely. And look, does I've that kind got of answer the question, George? You think? Yeah, it does. No, absolutely, that's perfect. And look, I've got life insurance with Haley as well, mm. even though I've got lots of assets and I don't really need it, but I need it because I'm happy to share it here. I've got life insurance because. When I die, I'm getting frozen. And my life insurance pays for me to get frozen in America. Yes. So that's what it's that's there right, for. Yeah. And it's just easier and simpler getting the life insurance doing it than me worrying about it. Manage fund over EFT. Yeah. And 
Um, it depends again on your needs, on your appetite for risk. I like managed funds because you can start a managed fund with as little as $2,000. So you can start investing in the market, if you like, with a smaller amount. So that's why I like managed funds because they're flexible, they're easy. And most of my clients just want something that's easy and they don't have to worry about it too much. Absolutely. You don't want to overthink it. You want to just get in there and just do it. And at the moment, look, we just spoke about the RBA printing $4 billion a week. Yes. So what that means is that stocks are going up. It's just it's yeah. just one of those natural things. So it's definitely going to go well. So someone's saying, lol, sell your toys, get over it, love this. Yep, true. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. So, and, you know, I always say to people, even don't buy a home to live in, rent vest, because that's the important thing. And then people go, well, George, why do you have a $2 million, $3 million beach house? Because I've earned the right to do it now. <laughs> but until we earn the right, if you can pay <laughs> for awesome. passive income, do it. Because I really think when you've got earned income, you got to save every cent and invest it with your passive income. Do what you want. Spend it. Have fun. Spend the whole lot. It doesn't matter because it comes back again. The beauty of passive income is you get it one week, you spend it, it comes back the week after. You blow it away. You can't even, after a while, you won't even be able to spend it if you have enough properties. Seriously. You know, when I first retired, I put all this money in the offset accounts. I thought I might not have enough money, but it just kept coming in, which is great. It's okay. the dream, George. Yeah, it's not bad. How do you think the property market will go over the next couple of months, <laughs> COVID lockdown, especially in Sydney at the moment? Look, one thing, when COVID first hit, I thought we we're going to have a V-shaped recovery, and that's exactly what happened, and there wasn't really much of a dip. However, you know, it was less than I thought, and the reason being is we've got a thing called demand and supply. So when there's a lockdown, there's less supply, but people still want to buy People don't want to stop buying just because of lockdown, but people don't sell because they can't sell during lockdown. So what happens is you've got more pent-up demand, less supply, so it pushes the market up. Is this income protection just through super? Um, no. To no. answer the question, you can have it inside super or outside super. It depends on how we'd like to structure it. That's right. And look, I'm not a big fan of super, but if you're going to have super... I see super like Monopoly money because I can't touch it till I'm 65 and probably even older. But the, oh, one thing like, <laughs> but the one thing I like about super is I want to try to spend it on income protection, insurance, everything else I can because it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> you have one way to look at it. <laughs> can you I kind still of say it's like with super we have to have it, so, yeah. Yeah, we have to have it. And at the end of the day, I think super is good if you don't have property. I'd rather have 10 properties make me yep. 250000 a year. That's all. But, you know, but can yep, you still no, claim no, the injury you, occurs? You're not wrong, George. Can you still claim if the injury yes, occurs outside of work? Yeah. Uh, that's the whole point. I mean, if you, you get injured at work, work cover actually covers you, not not income protection anyway. But income protection might cover the gap. Is that correct? Or how does that work? Um, again, it depends on work cover is covering because work cover sometimes only covers your medical expenses and not your salary. So, again, it depends on the individual situation. But, yeah, generally they will cover more than what work cover will cover. And exactly. it's not just for injury, it's also for illness. So, you know, if you were diagnosed with an illness that prevents you from working, then that, you can claim on that as well. So, Yeah, so it's even for mental illness as well, correct? Yes. 
Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm so seeing a lot of examples clients. of how it's worked well for someone, or you got any stories that we can hear? Any, you know, you don't have to oh. mention the person. I'd like to hear some juicy hate. stories here. Tell tell us a story about income protection. Um, I had one client who injured his knee. He was at a bachelor's party, and one of his mates jumped on his back and forced him into a squat. And he was a very fit guy. He was like always at the gym, all that sort of stuff. Injured his knee and he was out of work for nine months because he had to have a full knee reconstruction. So thankfully he had income protection. Um, he had a wife and two small children and they had quite a bit of debt. And so we were able to make a claim on his income protection and he was able to get the money to go through. And during that time, he actually studied and retrained to do something else. So it was wow. kind of cool because he was able to use his time Instead of fretting about money, he was able to use it to better his situation. Wow. So even if you get injured by while you're pissed with your mates, you still get covered. Oh, well, yeah. That's yeah, right. that's pretty good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> it is, yes. <laughs> is it worth breaking fixed loan to access equity? I think I might have to answer this one. Yes. Yeah, so, so. Yeah, so it depends because, one, you've got to look at how much it costs to break the loan. Then you'll look at how much equity you can access and what the equity can do for you. If the numbers stack up, it is worth it. If the numbers don't stack up, it's not worth it. It's never a black That's or like white. That's what I would have said. Yeah. It, only if the numbers stack up. If they don't stack up, there's no point. You know, you want to access equity, but you can't do much with it and you've got to pay all this money for nothing. What's the point? Really, at the end of the day, you've got to look at those sort of things. Do you think there will be more super rule change in the immediate future? That's kind of a little bit like asking how long's a piece of string. Um, there's lots of things in the works. Um but it's really hard to say because it's all it comes down to the politicians at the end of the day as to what they think. And I'm involved in a lot of um, financial planning. I'm in the AFA, which is the Australian Financial Association, and also the Association of Independently Owned Financial Planners, and they're both lobbying against some of the changes that the government wants to put in place. So it's really hard to say. It's, it, there's always going to be super changes because legislation's always changing, but it's just really hard to predict when and what they will be. Does that kind of answer the question? There's one thing for certain. There's going to be changes no matter what. That's the that's fact. Right. Right? And yep. look, that, that's why you need a professional like Haley to help you yes. guide you yes. through it. Because the professionals, your job, Haley, is to do nerdy stuff and read all the legislation and work out what's happening and make sure everyone's yep. safe and do it. Because if you, you can't do it on your own because it's, it's too complicated. There's too much going on. It's always right, changing. Yeah. You know, I, I'm but amazed. I'm <laughs> I know. See, that's really good. See, when, yeah. when Haley's husband comes home, he talks about superannuation and gets her very excited. <laughs> <laughs> HTW predicts most cities in rising market. Do you agree? Yes. Look, at the moment, we've got a massive rising market, except some are rising a lot quicker than others. So it's a matter of fine-tuning where you're going to be. So it, that's the important part. However, cities are in general are rising because we're averaging 7% per year on average long-term. And Lee Hall said, just finish work. Excellent. And welcome, Lee. Thank you. Welcome. Yes. Christina's opening a bottle of wine. Excellent. Can you pour me some, please? Thank you. So, <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, so um, the NAB predict 90% price growth. And they've left the cash rate at 0.1%, which is interesting. Um, Lee's looking forward to getting a professional to help him. Fantastic. That's awesome. Fantastic, yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're talking about income protection and insurance and how that protects you. 
And we were talking about a, the guy that hurt his knee and uh, at a Bucks party, which was um, pretty crazy. We talked about me, you know, being underwater and nearly dying and getting uh, income protection from my barotrauma. Yes. Yeah. So um, it's interesting. Um, there was a very popular at one stage with the insurance to have, you know, a kidnap insurance and everything else like that after September 11. So oh, I used, really? Yeah, I used, to, I used to run a marketing company and I had corporate kidnap insurance and all that sort of stuff. There was key man insurance and it was really big oh, then. Yeah. yeah. But now, you know yeah. what I mean? That's cool. It's not as much of an, an issue, you would hope. Um, yeah, well, it's cut down now. I mean, you know, I, you know, Christina, I went to Colombia a couple of years ago where it used to be the, you know, the kidnap capital yes. of the world, but not anymore. So, you know. But Christina doesn't like, really like going to those third world countries and stuff like that. She prefers, um, you know, Europe and places like that. But I, I, I love all sorts of cultures and I've gone to different places. It's great. You know, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's great yeah. to learn. Yeah, oh, look, I love, I just love trying different food, different cultures, different views. It's fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. So there you go. What's you been the most exciting thing you've seen at the Olympics so far? What have you been looking at? What have you been checking out? Um, I watched some of the races this morning. I was at the dentist and it was on the roof above the dentist. So I honestly haven't watched too much at the moment, but I got to see. I couldn't even tell tell you what the sport was, but I saw a little bit of it. Okay. Past the dentist's face. <laughs> I've been really getting into it lately. I've been watching the synchronised swimming. Been yeah. watching. There's been so much swimming going on. Australia's so good at swimming. I've been watching um, the BMX riding. There's so many new sports. Can you believe BMX riding is sport? You know what I mean? Like crazy. And then I you know, knew it was a sport. I just didn't realise it was an Olympic sport. That's cool. Yeah, it's Olympic sport now. Um, what else? Is Olympic sport. There's um, you know, there used to be pistol dueling as a sport back in the day. Um, yeah, I didn't know that actually. That's cool. Like, what a crazy sport to have at the Olympics, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just think someone will get killed. <laughs> yeah, but they used to use um wax bullets, but and then like a fencing mask, like a beekeeper mask or something like that. Should you salary sacrifice in the super? Yeah, that still sounds Yeah, well they don't do it anymore, obviously, you know. Like Yeah. Obviously, they realised it was stupid. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, obviously, they, they changed the way they do things. We've got all these new sports now that are very different. <laughs> what, are the, what are the other new sports that are coming out? There's just so so many um, interesting... Oh, yeah, skateboarding. Is Olympic That's sport. in the Olympics now. That's cool. Yes, and it's like 12-year-old mm. girls winning gold. Like, how crazy is that? That's really like, cool, yeah. Would you salary sacrifice the super invest in the property? Well, I, I know what I'd say. <laughs> um, look, it really, what, what you're going to do is you're going to balance out the tax savings that you get from salary sacrificing in the super and the property. That's what I was going to say. Yep. Mm. But what I find is if, you, if, you've, if you've got the right property strategy, property is actually more powerful as a tax vehicle and, and um, investment vehicle. However, a, a typical person that doesn't know what they're doing, salary sacrifice is quite good. But if you're smart, you know how to do things. This, this salary is the one sacrifice thing. is good. Yeah, this, this is the one thing that I know, you know, because I, I really, you know, there's, there's two types of investors. There's the struggling investors and the 
the mediocre ones, and there's the wealthy investors. And what I find is the wealthy investors, what they do is they find one or two buckets that are really, really good and focus on that. And most of them focus on property. But the difference is, is the wealthy investors, they don't lose money for the sake of getting tax deductions. They lose money on paper, but make it in real life. And that's the way we do it with our property Mm. stuff. So if you've got property and you're making yes. money in real life, so if you so if you get a property and you're losing money and then you compare it to selling a sacrifice, well, they're pretty even, Stephen. But if you buy a property and you're actually making money but getting tax deductions at the same time, then that is what you want. Exactly. We don't like super relying on others to invest your savings, whether they know their job or not. Bricks are mortal all the way. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, if you got super – Get an expert to do it for you, right? So we got no choice here in Australia. Yeah. That's the fact. So I'm not saying rely on super at all. I don't want people to rely on super, but you're going to get super anyway if you've got a pay-wide job and you might as well get that super and get the maximum benefit out of it. That's what I say. So I really think... That's exactly what I always say. Yep, great. You Use what you've got. Use what you've got. And there's one mm. time that I really like putting money in super. There is one instance that I love it. So if you get matched dollar for dollar from your employer, then go for it. Yep, exactly. That's when you're really doing well. So, so if I put 100 my employer puts in 100, I'm putting in 1,000. If put in 1,000, whatever they're going to put in. Because if they're matching you, you're laughing because you're doubling your money. It's easy, right? But if they're not, then use what you've got. That's right. Rest in property. Seven days lockdown in Victoria again. Yes, um, lockdown number six. Yep. Apparently, it's only three more lockdowns till Christmas, Victoria. Mm. So, you know, we're so fortunate to be in Adelaide. I mean, Christina oh, and I have as you probably heard. Yes. But um, we've decided not to at the moment. We've postponed our trip because there's too much COVID going on there. And there's so much decisiveness about COVID. Today, I decided to shoot a video. I'm posting it next week and saying my two bits about about COVID, but I'll save it to them. Yeah, cool. If I have multiple insurances in super and outside, will there be issues in claiming from both? Uh, the answer to that is it depends because it depends on how they're set up. Yep. So, so and the- if you do have multiple insurances, you might um, be paying for things that you don't need. So it might be worth streamlining them into one and just reviewing reviewing that and seeing if there's something that we can do to kind of make it work better for you. Yeah. Because then you might also be paying double things that you might not need. So. Yeah. What I would do is I'd get rid of the one out of super and then boost up the one in super, save some money, use your monopoly money to get insurance and use your real money to get property. Yeah, I'm a big fan of paying for your, your insurance through super. Um, obviously, the first reason is cash flow because it means that you don't have to pay the bill yourself, as exactly as George said. Um, the second reason is that your super fund gets a tax deduction for paying it through. So if your insurance premium is like $1,000 a year and you're paying $1,000 a year to the insurance company, that's what you pay. But if your super fund pays that money to the insurance company, they only pay 850 So you actually get a discount by paying it through your super. Yeah, you get Which 15. Cool. Yeah, exactly. So you might That's as well. That's right, yeah. Someone's yep, saying if absolutely. you have self-managed super into property, you can do that. Yes, but um, you need a certain amount. 
I think um, the minimum now is one hundred eighty thousand. Um, they're actually they've actually moved it up a little bit, George. So they want you to have more like two fifty to five hundred. Wow, um, wow, it's still so possible, made... but it's harder. So yeah, look at the end of the day, um, you really need to talk to specialists like Haley and work out what the situation is because you can't just go willy nilly having a self managed super fund without making sure no, that you apply and everything else like that. You know, and I really think um, you right. need to There's really lots of rules. Yeah, you really got to get those rules right. You know, at the end of the day, uh, and I, I never, I never want to give advice on this sort of stuff because I don't know what I'm talking about, and the rules change, um, and that's why I always defer to people like yourself, Haley. Yes, thank you. Is it possible to draw the extra cash from contribute on top of what employer contributes towards super? Um, generally, no. To answer your question, it depends on whether. You've reached your preservation age. It depends on how the money was contributed. So, um, yeah, generally no, but it might be possible. So if you want to contact me afterwards and ask me personally to look into it, we can have more of a chat. Do you see an advantage of buying super cheap property and paying it off as quickly as possible or always rent? Um, Okay, so I think what this person is talking about is owner-occupier. That's super cheap. do you really want to live in a super cheap property? Property for one, no. I think um, at the end of the day, I think that you don't want to spork. You want to, if you want to invest in property, buy an investment property and get the tenant to pay it off. Why are you paying off? So it's a matter of leverage. So if you think that you paying something off quickly is the right way to go, you're thinking the wrong way. It's not about you paying anything off. It's about getting other people to do all the work for you. So the wealthy investors. They don't do all the heavy lifting. The heavy lifting is done by the bank, by the property, by the taxman, by the tenant, by the circle of safety. And that's the way you got to think. Whenever you think, me, I've got to work hard and do things, well, then you've got the wrong thinking because that's not the way investing works if you want to be a wealthy investor. If you want to be a poor investor or work hard, because that's not really investor, that's not PI, that's EI. You know, you want passive income. And passive income is not about working hard, not about trying to pace it off quickly. It's a matter of long-term investing and getting the property to pay itself off and pay you at the same time. Because if I tried doing something like that, it wouldn't work. And the, the deal is, right, don't try to reinvent the wheel. That's what a lot of people do. They're always trying to find shortcuts. The shortcuts don't work. They actually take longer. Getting a super cheap property and paying off quickly is a really good way to not grow your portfolio and be stuck where you are and work harder and get less money. A good way to make money is to invest in the right property that's going to grow and make you money so you can make it while you sleep and you get passive income. And unfortunately, there's no other way around it. The quickest way is this way. Any other way is slower, a lot slower. And um, it, it, you know, it's a human nature to try to find shortcuts and different ways of trying to beat the system. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you could beat the system, then the wealthy investors would have found it and they would be doing it, but they're not doing that. That's what they're, what they're doing is what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. Someone said, I've done it with 150. Yes, and early on you could do 150 and, and now you can't, but that's okay. Yes. How do I book of Haley? Yeah. Better with the book of Haley, type in hashtag Haley and our team will reach out to you. Right, so please do. Thanks, George. Yep, no, you're welcome. Just type in hashtag Haley. People will um, 
reach out. Our team will reach out to you and get you in contact with Hayley, and she's excellent. She really knows what she's doing. You know, she personally does all my stuff. She does Christina's stuff. She does all of our members' stuff. She's excellent what she does. So there you go. Thanks, George. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Lee, I just stopped putting money into super this week and started putting that money on my loan. Good on you, Lee. High five. I'd be doing the same thing. You're probably a business owner, Lee, and you'll probably get away with it. Otherwise, you can't really stop paying super if you've got a wage. What is the current preservation age for a male these days? 58? 60. 60. Yeah, for yep. males and females, yeah. Can you explain to everyone what preservation age means, please? Uh, so your preservation age is the age where you can access your superannuation. So if you retired at age 53, you you retired, that's fantastic, but you actually still can't access your superannuation until you're 60. Yep, I retired so in my 30s. you don't have enough money to last to then. Yep. And they didn't, they didn't give me any super at all. <laughs> so there you go. That's all right, yes. Um, and then once you're over 60, anything you take out of your super is tax-free and any earnings that your super makes is tax-free. So it can be a great tax vehicle in retirement. Absolutely. It's, it's excellent tax vehicle retirement. And, you know, one thing I really love helping people do and which I'm doing myself is, you you know, if you've got the money, if, you, if, you, if your financial planner says it's okay, you set up a super fund, you buy a property and that property, you can when you sell that when you retire, it's totally tax-free, no capital gains. So there's only two properties you get capital gains free and one super and one's your own occupier and they're the ones that cash in and get total cash. And what you want to do is buy something that's going to keep doubling and keep going up. And, you know, properties do that. You know, I bought a property in uh, Forestville and I paid a hundred seventy thousand, and now it's worth nearly a million. It just wow. keeps going up. Just keeps going up. Lisa says Haley Dyson is an amazing FP, which means financial planner. Thank also. you, Lisa. That's so lovely of you. Super cheap often doesn't mean decent capital growth. Actually, super cheap means probably not decent capital growth, unfortunately. Okay, someone said 150K was last week. Well, whoever you used, good luck. And it depends. You know, everyone's got a different way of doing things. Someone said hashtag Absolutely. Hayley, which is great. We've got someone there that wants Thank to talk you. to you. Keep going. Hashtag Haley, guys. I'm self-employed. Do I need to contribute to my super? Okay, interesting question. I generally say it depends on your cash flow. If you can afford to, it's a great way of saving tax. But at the end of the day, it comes down to whether you can afford it, right or wrong. Um, what a lot of self-employed people do is put the money into their superannuation aside, like into just a bank account, let it sit there, and then at the end of the financial year, they pay a lump sum into their super once they've made sure they paid everybody else and everything else. So right or wrong, that's um, what works for some people that I've worked with. So, Yeah, look, when you're self-employed, You've got to be really got to make sure you've got a little runway in front of you. And I, I agree with you, Haley. I wouldn't be putting anything to the end of the year. You know, I, I, I personally, you know, I've, I've been self-employed for a long time. Personally, I want to yeah. save tax, super, all that sort of stuff right to the end. Make sure you've got enough and, you know, pay yourself first and make sure you've got that because it can be difficult. And especially now with COVID, you know, yeah. you know things have That's gone right. up and down for people and, you know, yeah, and it's great to contribute to super where you can, but um, the only the downfall is once it's in there, you can't get it out again. So. Yep, yep. Now, look, we've got another session starting right now in our private group. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us. I didn't see we've gone over time. It's been a oh, lot dear, of fun. Me neither. <laughs> guys, thank you so much. Remember, hashtag Haley if you want to talk to Haley. 
Um, all our members, please join us in the private group. We're going to go really deep with Haley. We're going to talk about, you know, protecting your assets and we're going to talk about how to insure yourself and there's a few little tricks of how you can use your super to really protect yourself without using your real cash, which is great. Thank you, everyone, for uh, joining us um, and really appreciate you. Look forward to seeing you next week. Cheers. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. It's been great. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, we have a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income. I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy. It takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand the information I share is of a general nature only and is not taking into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisors actually achieve the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.